0: Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Justina Saleh and Mark Solo. How are you two doing?
1: We're doing Doing great.
0: Great. Hey, thanks for (laughs) being here. here. I am am really excited for this conversation. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and you two have joined up. You have a joint offering, which we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about it within the context of the people-powered organization. So if you would, Justina, kick us off and introduce who you are and a little bit about what we're going to talk about today.
1: Amazing, amazing. You've seen us all in here, VP of Research and Value. Um, I'm uh, with Vizier basically to um, on a research and prototyping. How can we create new value, new opportunities for connecting people and work? Um, and today we want to talk about how we really can create uh, impact, maximize impact from people by joining the forces of work and people. So you have go right for people data, go left for business data, and and you, you end up with silos of data that doesn't make any sense. So can we really bridge the gap and and create a coherent story around people and value? That this, yes. is, this is exciting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's hugely exciting. And I know you've been in this discipline for a long time, and we have great opportunity to make impact. Oft- oftentimes, that impact isn't realized. So we're going to talk about how to fill that gap. And Mark, you know, you've been a leader in the space for a number of years as well. And Deloitte itself has been a leader in human capital analytics and bringing this to life in large enterprises. So if you would introduce yourself and your perspective on the relationship with Vizier.
2: Sure thing. And, and hi everybody, Mark Solo, um, I lead a practice within Deloitte Consulting called Human Capital Analytics and Insight Solutions. And within the practice, we have a, a large and growing people analytics consulting practice, a workforce listening consulting practice, and also a research business, an HR research business. Um, and the combination of all three of these things, have been designed to help our clients sense, analyze, and act in response to the multitude of disruptions that are going on in the world in which we work and live in today. Um, We have been on a journey um, from a partner ecosystem standpoint, and Vizier was one of the more recent partners that we added, um, formalizing our alliance relationship in May of this year. And I have to say, we are absolutely thrilled um, to have this partnership in place. Um, when I came into the role that I'm currently in two years ago and kind of looked at the status of our partnerships, um, Visier was a big missing piece. And you know, when I think about the Visier application, the world-class user experience uh, and functionality that Visier delivers, and the fact that there's significant overlap in the Visier client portfolio and Deloitte's client portfolio, um, this is a really, really um, important relationship um, for Deloitte and also for Visier. And we're just thrilled to combine the, the forces of the Visier technology platform along with Deloitte Consulting Services to help our mutual customers.
0: Well, I absolutely love it. And let's talk about it. You have a visual here. Do you want to walk us through what this means? And you mentioned Vizier filling a gap. And I have my own narrative around what that gap is, but I'd love to hear it from you too.
2: Yeah. And and just real quickly, um, I mentioned we're living in this um, world of almost unprecedented disruption that I I think has catapulted us into what I like to call the golden age of You know, if we kind of walk back to March of 2020, um, pandemic's upon us. Um, And for the first time, a lot of our HR clients from a Deloitte perspective, were forced to respond really quickly to the pandemic and get their arms around workforce data, workplace data, and work data. And guess what? It was really, really hard. Right. and the clients that we work with and talk to all the time said, "Wow, there's got to be a better way," um, because don't want to go through this again. And then May of 2020 rolls around, um, and we have you know the spring and the summer um, of Black Lives Matter and heightened attention and focus to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And once again, our clients were asked by the C-suite and their boards to pull together more diversity, equity, and inclusion data than they've ever had to pull together before and report out on it. And guess what? It was hard. And our client said, never want to do that again. (laughs) And then right after we got through that, early 2021, we're in the great resignation um, and all kinds of attention is now being paid to talent acquisition and engagement and also um uh retention metrics and retention model building um and then you know here we are in 2022 organizations are looking to get back to the new normal or the next normal a lot of our clients are actually looking at what should our hybrid work strategy be how do we keep teams engaged collaborating contributing performing Um, In a hybrid world, and guess what? You need more data. You need better analytics, Um, and you know our clients that were really intentional about investing in analytics technologies and analytics platforms and analytics people capabilities, kind of you know weathered the storm and actually made it through all of these disruptions. Um, You know, business as usual. The clients that didn't, I think, now really understand. How important it is to be intentional about transforming data into insights and using those insights to help inform your decision making and your action taking. So, the graphic that you just held up, Al, um, really signifies uh, our thinking around the Vizier Deloitte relationship. Um, And, you know, in in a nutshell, you know, what my team does is really help our clients use data to inform the actions that they take in the most unbiased way possible, really help them find the signal and the noise, and Mm -hmm. use that information to kind of inform their way forward. And from our perspective, the combination of the Vizier technology platform combined with our consulting capabilities in the world of people analytics, workforce listening, HR research, um, and also bringing to bringing together, um, market data. Um, so things like labor supply, labor demand, compensation, benchmark data, diversity and equity and inclusion, benchmark data, really enriching internal analytics with external market data, um, really is the perfect combination for success for organizations that truly want to be insight driven organizations.
0: Yeah, I celebrate what you're saying so much, and you did a perfect job, I think, of narrating what has transpired over the last several years. And I recall at the outset of the pandemic, and I had uh, observed this from a relationship with our clients at Insight 222, is that those that were well positioned pre-pandemic were going to outperform those that are just going to be more sustainable, more prepared than those who were not well-suited to Bring the workforce data at speed, at scale, and in a sustainable way. And now that's proven to be true. You know, fast-forwarding three years or so. Um, so here's my my question: Like I have long hypothesized that organizations, large and small, you know, they have trouble writing the job descriptions for people, analytics professionals, let alone empowering them with the requisite tools, let alone training them up, let alone giving them a career path. So for my money, I have long advocated that, hey, partner with somebody who has that capability that they are developing the people they do have a set of technologies that can enable this so am i reading this right is that that's what you're bringing to the fore let us do a lot a lot of the heavy lifting underneath so you can focus on the change that you want to drive in your organization you see now you want to take that first
1: exactly exactly you you see the the data is, is in so many disparate systems. And sometimes you think that if I, if I create a data warehouse, everything is going to be great, right? Everything, I'm just going to put all the data in one bucket and things will be great. But actually, that is the beginning of hell if you do that. Um, <laughs> this year, uh, what we do is very, very different. We have actually a data mapping process that looks at all your data. Think about data from your, your HRIS, from learning, uh, but also from your, your output, from your scheduling system, from, uh, from how you, 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 you put people in a shift together, from your OKR, from your um, revenue, from your sales, from anything, you name it. We have a process, not just to bring this data together, but also to Identify discrepancies, identify anomalies because everybody's going to say, oh, the data is not accurate. Well, unless you use it, it will remain inaccurate. It will remain unusable. It is, this is the gift of data is the more you use it, the better it becomes. It's just like, it's like flexible, just like your leather. It, it, you need to use it more to be able to, to, to see it more. So with this process, you bring all this data together in a harmonized way but then you have the ability to ask questions. Hmm. Do I have the right people to deliver the right projects in a timely manner? And what does it take? This can be, do I have the right diversity that reflects the market I am serving? Do I have the right capabilities in, in, in here? Do I have the right seniority? Am I giving them a sustainable workload? Or am I pushing them toward I will meet this quarterly deliverable, and then they all quit? So all of that, what is is happening with engagement? How is my onboarding process going? How am I optimizing people's performance? All of that, you bring all this data together, and you're able to ask these questions. But sometimes, again, it is as good as you utilize it. (laughs) Right. So if you say, go again, go right for people data, go left for work data, you are still having coming up with this, what we call the people impact gap. Until today, you know, you have very, very few endeavors to actually connect the two. People create outcomes, and yet people and outcomes are in desperate, in desperate systems and in even in our mental. Uh, mindset. We're not seeing those as connected. So what if we bring those transactions data, all this, your the vacation, time off, uh, the skills, the capabilities, how people are collaborating together. Are they becoming, are they too many meetings and very little outcome? What is, how is the employee experience? What changes it? Did I create a policy that I thought, okay, Selling this product to this jurisdiction right here is going to create, it's going to be all good. Or am I creating a big problem? Because people come with values, come with interests, come with a load from their family, come with sickness, come with all that. And guess what? They impact. All of this is impacting your outcomes, impacting your risks. We all know it from the healthcare. We all know it everywhere, like burnout out. It, 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 uh, physicians and nurses, they just can't deliver as, as well. So all that impacts legal procedures, outcomes, revenue, everything. If people are not showing up to, to manage shift or, or be there in a shift, you're, you're missing your deliverables. So now if we bring all this data in one system, and again, it's not a data warehouse actually are creating a new way of thinking of how do I need, do I have what it takes to meet my OKR? If not, what do I do? And if yes, is that sustainable? That's what we are trying to do. And that really, really requires the technology, but also the expertise. And Absolutely. a lot of change management.
0: Yeah, the expertise, the context matters so much, knowing what questions to ask, at what frequency, forming the governance models, and all that. So, Mark, your comments on the people impact gap. Yeah.
2: yeah, so we're, we're big believers in it. Um, and, you know, in fact, I, I think that the Vizier team's done an amazing job describing kind of the objective um, along with the dilemma that a lot of our clients face in the market right now. Um, we, we like to say, you know, in order to do people analytics really, really well, there are a set of foundational capabilities that need to be in place. You know, one is you need to be able to access the data two you need to be able to put that data into a technology platform and three, you need to wrap the data and the technology platform with the right people analytics operating model. And, you know, in, in our parlance operating model is, um, code for the right analytics strategies, the right analytics talent, um, and organization structures and roles, the right governance and the right business process. Um, and that's an essential set of work that any people organization or any people analytics organization needs to take on um at several points in time along their journey um to deliver on whatever it is um their organization needs and demands of them Um, and um like i said a little earlier when we talked about you know moving into the golden age of people analytics a lot of organizations are incredibly enlightened about the fact that they need to do more you know most of the clients that we work with from an hr transformation standpoint have invested millions of dollars in migrating their HR data into the cloud with various HCM platforms. Most of the business cases that were put together in order to cost justify those projects generally had statements that said, we're going to make better decisions about our people as a result of doing this project. Um, But the interesting thing is the only organizations that were able to do that were the companies that were really intentional about it. Um, and oftentimes they've invested in additional technologies above and beyond the core HCM platform. Um, and those are the organizations that are positioned for success. Um, because as Eustina was talking about um in in, in the um the, the people impact gap, um it's not about just visualizing HR data that's in your HR system. It's actually combining data from multiple data sources being able to do it at scale and being able to do it in near real time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, no,
2: I, yeah, I'm smiling here because, you
0: know, when you say golden age of people analytics, we all been around for a while and we've heard it, oh, you know, even 20 years ago, and I'm not exaggerating when I say 20 years ago, human capital analytics was the second highest priority in CLC research, corporate leadership council research. And here we are 20 years later, and it's still one, two or three, you know, top, you know, priority, uh, because it goes across all processes and, and systems. And yeah, at the best case it's helping inform not only your talent strategy, but your operating model, you know, how mm-hmm. work, you know, gets done, you know, over okay. time. So I think we're at this point, correct me if I'm wrong. Where we're not only at a golden age it's like it's not going away, and herein lies my question and this is a bit out of scope for today's discussion, but it's a validating factor. We have new legislation that's happening here in the u s that's going to mandate reporting, and it's like the idea of aggregating this data used to be a nice to have now it is necessary not only to optimize business performance and create a healthy culture but to for compliance reporting so when we don't have the right people, processes, technologies to your point in place and the right people driving those technologies, we're not gonna be able to deliver or we're gonna deliver suboptimally. So that's where I get really excited about Mm -hmm. you all coming together personally. And again, I say this selfishly because not only do you have the technology wherewithal to aggregate this data at scale in a sustainable way at speed over time, but now you have the people who know how to drive these technologies, bring it together, you know, ask the right questions. So, you know, Mark, staying with you, how do you see you all fitting in? Like, who, who is your customer? Are you partnering with people analytics leaders? Are you brought in by CHROs and executive leadership teams? Obviously, this is a multidisciplinary effort that involves
2: IT and legal. So what does that look like from your perspective? Yeah, so we're, we're brought in by a, a variety of different buyers, more often than not, um, it's some combination of the people analytics leader, um, the HR strategy leader, the HR operations leader, and or the CHRO, hmm. along with. Yeah, sometimes it's a CFO that is calling us in. Sometimes it's the CIO, um, and generally speaking, there there are always um, tentacles into the IT organization and or enterprise analytics functions um, when we get called in to help our clients. Um, The the other thing that I'll add on, Al, that I think is really important and powerful about the combination of Deloitte and Vizier um, is when we look at the market and the need for professional services for organizations that are either looking to stand up a people analytics function or optimize their, their current people analytics function, Is that there are a variety of different services that they need. And we tend to look at the market in three distinct buckets. There are a set of advisory services that are really focused on either assessing and or developing kind of the strategies, the processes, the talent um, that ultimately culminates in the creation of a business case and, or a people analytics roadmap. Um, That is basically your way forward for implementation. The second bucket are our build and implementation services. So we can help a client implement a platform like Vizier, implement or build and implement the operating model that needs to wrap around that platform, integrate a variety of different data sources and the process of integrating those data sources into the Vizier platform. We can help clients with data profiling and data cleansing. Um, And and it's the third bucket, the last bucket of services that we offer um, that I think is really, really exciting for us. And we call these operate services. And in that operate bucket, we're able to become an extension of a client's people analytics function, either on a transition basis or um, a long-term basis where we can provide more tactical services like um, dashboard enhancements, integration of new data data sources into a platform, um, all the way up to data science and predictive modeling as a service, insight development and communication. Um, and you know, we can really help close the gap as an organization is trying to build capability. Or if they can't find and hold on to the right capabilities within their organization, they can outsource it to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. And, you know, here's my question in response to that. Um, You have a maturity model um, that, you know, I'd love to highlight in, in the balance of our time in a way to progress over that. Can you speak to that? And Justina, if you want to take, you know, first go at this, you know, I'd love to hear your narrative because I could not celebrate this more. I'm like, I'm literally getting excited. Like I'm going back in when I was in role as a people, I, I mean, I want this. So Justina, go ahead.
1: Well, this, this is really exciting. and I really love the question you're asking. Who, who is the main client? Who are you serving? I like the way Mark outlined it in terms of the types of services. And I feel like the, the biggest uh, asset in this partnership is to actually create a common ground and a common language between the HR, um, HR uh, business operations and the, the actual uh, uh, business operations with the business outcomes. And I think creating that dialogue instead of engagement is low, you have a way to, to say like, people are not motivated to work and deliver. Um, creating that impact, closing the impact gap and understanding how can you use data actually to to get from point A to point B. Part of that is, is of course, you're gonna, you know, there's a lot to, to report on and there will be a lot of compliance um implications for the new law that Vizier is definitely going to help a lot with because we are bringing all this data and synthesizing but inside how how does good look like how can i get from point a to point b what should we automate and what should we actually invest um in 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 to um in in terms of the operations and how people are working together to, to deliver that. I think that is a very very uh, interesting journey and it, it it starts with technology. It starts with bringing all this data and you will you will want to do that reporting. but then the scaling of it, the automating of things that you know no one needs to go and get a, you know an Excel sheet from here and then do all the cleansing. we've done that but that is not where the secret sauce is the secret sauce is when you are going from insights to actions that you are getting those alerts that say something is wrong here something is wrong with this person on your team has seen better days has seen better you know they were performing better or they are getting burnout this team as a whole this operation as a whole can i can i deliver with with all that I think walking, you know, that maturity curve from, from building the foundation to actually bringing change and impact. And, and, and actually it's the most beautiful thing when we have our um, uh, uh, clients, you see the CHRO and the CFO almost speaking the same language and now they know like, all right, do I, do I hire or do i do internal mobility and if i'm hiring is it is it a contract or is it how do i hire if i want that person to stay and you see that partnership that i think is the golden uh, age right. of people analytics that when you create the platform that brings people to the negotiating table and see like how can we solve this problem rather than another compliance report right
0: you know i i celebrate again what you're saying because i often say the beginning well, let's cite a chinese proverb the beginning of wisdom is calling things by the right names so getting that common language and making sure we're on the same page and you know mark i want to give you a chance and we can go past the bottom of the hour um, and by the way if you have questions uh if you're viewing um and if we can't get to them here, we'll get to them as a, a follow-up. But I'm going to bring up the maturity model, Mark, because I know you have some perspective on this and what will help organizations get down to level three and level four.
2: Yeah. And just re- really quickly on the maturity model, this was research that our team conducted throughout the course of 2020, and we're going to actually refresh it next year. Um, 300 organizations participated in the research study globally. Um, and as you can see, 82% of the market is in the lower half of our um, maturity model. And there are seven factors or seven characteristics that differentiated the 18% that are in level three and level four. Um, some interesting things that I'll point out, um, accelerate through technology, um, while technology is a correlated factor with higher levels of maturity of the seven, it's the least correlated. And our take on that was that technology is really important, but it's table stakes. And what's more important is what you do with the technology and how you operationalize, how you actually utilize and extract the value out of technology. On the other end uh, of the seven factors The most correlated factor with high levels of maturity is um, the creation and the, um, basically the development of a data-driven culture within the organization. So think about that as, you know, a top-down driven culture where um, people are being asked to make decisions based on data, to interrogate the data, kind of understand and use the data to try and make the most informed decisions and take the most informed actions as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Next to that, just slightly behind it, um, and you'll understand it goes hand in glove, is you've got to build data fluency and data proficiency within your organization. So not only within the people analytics team, but within people managers, within your HR organization, you have to understand what the data means. Especially as you're pulling together data from multiple disparate data sources. Um, if you're gonna rely heavily on that data, people need to understand what the data means. Yeah. So
1: I agree with you, Mark. I like I um lived an experience where we were implementing a system and there's this tendency that clap a finger, put technology in everything is great. And um and you you realize as you're going live that everything is not great because if people are not are, don't understand the technology, the assumptions, what is behind it is actually can lead into disasters that you you know, people can become a liability if they are not engaged in this process. So I can't agree with you more.
0: Well, yeah, as we start to wrap up, I know uh, there's one more slide around maximizing impact, and it would be, in effect, a summary slide in so far as that we've talked about many of these elements, but it, I think, brings it together really nicely. Mark, do you want to walk us through this?
2: Sure thing. And I touched upon a lot of this a little earlier in the conversation But, you know, again, just building on kind of the the last statement that I made around, you know, technology really being an important foundational element, um, it really is um, a combination of technology and operating model. And we've created what we call the high impact operating model for people analytics um, that really has kind of a set of design modules and characteristics that tap into people analytics strategy the organization design and the talent and kind of role profiles required for a high-performing people analytics team the operational governance and the data governance that you need to put in place in order to be a high-performing people analytics organization and then also the business process and other routines that you need to have in place in order to effectively operate and advance your platforms, yeah. I you know, again, I just celebrate. I'm smiling because we've
0: come a long way, and you know, we still have a long way to go. Of course, but you know, in your partnership, it just the enablement piece. You know, yes, it's one thing to have the technology, and even the know-how. It's another thing to have the people behind it, the processes behind it, to actually, you know, bring it to life at scale, at, you know, at speed and in a sustainable way. So I certainly uh, celebrate this. Um, as we wrap, uh, Yusina, closing comments?
1: I would say um, don't wait until everything is perfect to make things, you know, on the, on the path to perfection. That, you know, it's, it's really, really important that you start from where you are, just start. And, um, and that you have like a business questions, like rather than, oh, we need to be a data driven culture and everything will be great. Like I have this problem, the more focused, the problem is you are starting with, the easier it is to start going on the path. Like I, I, you know, I want to solve my retention problem, or I want, I want to uh, see what is happening, why the, my, my output and my productivity has been declining. start with a specific problem and don't wait for the data uh, to be perfect and for all systems to be all ironed up. Just start, this is uh, my best
0: I'll word. Certainly celebrate that.
2: Uh, Mark, closing <laughs> comments? Um, you know, what, what I'd say is, you know, we, HR has an opportunity to really step up if they haven't stepped up already and start leveraging data in ways that their colleagues in marketing and finance and supply chain are doing currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing more and more organizations do this. Um, it's, not a, it's not a question of, can we do it? The technology's there, the capabilities are there. It's whether or not you wanna be intentional and invest in it. Um, and the ROI is there. Mm-hmm. No better way to earn your seat at the table as an HR executive then to bring insights to your business partners.
1: Amen.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I Amen. Just, yeah, I, I'm just, um, I'll just say this as we wrap in closing. Number one, I appreciate both of you for sharing. I, I, I really, really do. And I am smiling in the way that I am, not only because we've come a long way, is I just look at the future, not only to the benefit of organizations, but the people within them. You know, this is a virtuous, noble profession that we've chosen. It's not easy. And I think the steps and I, I beyond think, I firmly believe that the steps that you are taking are going to bring this opportunity, this potential to life, you know, the people impact to you know, to play with that, um, that phrase, you know, keep going. So keep doing what you two are doing. Uh, Certainly appreciate you two. Uh, How can people learn more about you and what you're doing, Yusina?
1: Well, visit our website, vizier.com. We actually also have a link to our uh, free benchmarks. Anyone can come and see uh, our benchmarks, performance, um, resignation, all for all 15 million records. So come and visit. And of course, come and visit us as HR Tech. We would love to see you.
0: Absolutely. And Mark, how about you? How can people follow hey, you, know, you and uh, what yeah, you're doing
2: there? Very, very similar. Um, kind of check us out on our Deloitte.com website. I think we're going to be sending that out as a follow-up to this session. Um, and then the other thing that I'd recommend is if you're not following me on LinkedIn already, um, link up with me. I'm a regular poster and contribute content all the time that our team's developing.
0: Outstanding. Well, again, thank you both and uh, be well and hope to see you very soon. All right. Thank you
2: much. Thanks so much, Justina. Thank you, Al. Thank
0: thank you. you. Great to be here. Thank you.